We are back yeah. on the yes on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I'm the big ugly. And we are joined by two of our longtime personal close friends, as Mean Gene used to say. Um, first of all, the one and only hashtag no hashtag king of non social media, CM Funk. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Pretty good, pretty good. I heard one of your namesakes was backstage in Monday Night Raw last night for Chicago All-State Arena, but, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Coming back to AEW sooner than we anticipated, and if he can drop that many F-bombs and still have a job, man, I want that job. Okay, and also, the uh, one and only, we've known him by many names, but he is here, he is now, he is a legend, JT Wrestling. What's up, man? Not much. Good to see you. Good to have you. Good to hear from you. We're going to have tangents galore, but let me get this intro out of the way. Um, this is episode 115. Uh, and later on in this podcast, we're going to be talking to uh, the one and only Robbie Page. I've worked with him before. I've taken a seminar with him before. Professional wrestler, teacher, trainer, kung fu. Uh, he's going to be talking about all kinds of different things. And he, he's just a genuinely great dude. Um, you know, family guy, family man, all this kind of stuff. Excellent stuff. So we're going to be talking to him in the second segment. So do not go anywhere. You definitely want to listen to that. And then we're going to come back and wrap everything up later on by talking about Backlash, which is uh, WrestleMania Backlash or Backlash or whatever the heck it's called. Um, but first, first, gentlemen, before we go off on tangents that I know we all have because we're recording this on April 25th. April 24th was a pretty big day. Triple H came to Raw again, made a huge announcement. But spoiler alert, if you don't know what it is, you should by now. You will. But let's get this out of the way first, because this kind of leads into that. The last time we all talked was during WrestleMania night two, and we had cut off the program that we were doing just before the main event of night two, which was Roman Reigns defending the WWE Universal Championship, uh, undisputed Universal Championship. This is going to lead into tangent so much against uh, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Um so, Big Ugly, I'm going to start with you. Um, I'm assuming we've all watched WrestleMania at this point. You know, we all watched it kind of together. But um, how did you like this match? How did you like it play out? And how did you like uh, the ending and where it goes from here? Fit Ugly, I'm starting with you. I'm sorry. You're going to tangent, are you? Huh? What, go ahead. No, ask the question again. I'm sorry. I got. Oh you. no! Hey, uh, WrestleMania uh, 39 Night Two Main Event: Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE uh, Universal Championship. What did you think of the match? What did you think of the outcome? And what did you think of uh, you know kind of the aftermath? Yeah. So I think the uh, I think the outcome was predictable. You know, it seemed like I, I think we talked about it while we were there. You know that Roman was getting close to the thousand days as champ. You know, um, right. And so I, I felt like it was, you know, it was in the air that I could see him, him uh, winning. It was a great match. I enjoyed the match. My surprise is how quickly they took Cody out of the title picture or the feud with Reigns following WrestleMania. Yeah, I and and we're going to lead into CM Funk in a second about this because it just seems like there was, you know, he won the Royal Rumble, he came back after injury, had this big build up all the way to WrestleMania and they kind of like he he kind of acknowledged it for a second and then uh, you know, the Brock thing happened immediately on the Raw after WrestleMania and that's where Cody has been focused, but that's going to go into our tangent, I'm sure, as well, because there might be another reason for that. CM Funk, uh, what did you think about Roman versus Cody and all this? 
I I loved loved Roman versus Cody. I thought it played out the exactly the way it should have played out, especially with the Usos losing the night before. True. Um, I think it just continues the bloodline story, uh, which continues to be the best storyline going in wrestling. Um, and the aftermath, the fallout. Um, I've got no problem with it. I don't think they took Cody out of the title picture because Roman is out of the title picture, basically. Uh, very, <laughs> that very true. So yeah, I think, when your champ is on vacation or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, when you go back and look at it, what did Cody do to truly earn winning the title outside of winning the Royal Rumble? That's fine, but what else did he really do? I mean, I know he was injured, but. He never took a beating prior to WrestleMania between the Rumble and, and WrestleMania. And you know. after Hell in a Cell when he got injured. Now, he beat Seth Rollins three times, but that ain't enough to, uh, as far as wrestling is concerned, to supplement the championship, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, Okay, well, CM Funk, I liked it, and, and uh, that's, a, that's a good way. Uh, JT Wrestling, what did you think? I liked the match. I was really pulling for Cody to win, but... um. I still like the match. Okay, good. Yeah, I think we all enjoyed ourselves. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a great, uh, you know, main event kind of match. They they booked it as such. They played it out as such. <laughs> um, after three hours of a premium live event and after four hours of one the night before, it, you know, it, it's possible people can get burned out. But, I mean, th- th- that whole WrestleMania weekend was just very intriguing and very exciting to watch. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought Cody was... I, after the aftermath is kind of ch- teaching me better. I mean, I, I know, I know better. Roman was going to get to a thousand. Roman's going to have this title until, you know, we're 45, 50 years old, you know? So, um, but you know, now at the aftermath, you know, the raw after WrestleMania really wasn't the best raw after WrestleMania. We didn't have a lot of returns. We had riddle. Um, that's about it. Yeah, can, can I just interject real quick? So the Raw after WrestleMania, yes, it was terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, man, I was more disappointed of the fact that Brock still has not wrestled a tag team match and still has not wrestled on Raw in, like, 20 years. Yeah. So I was most disappointed about that. I don't mind that he turned on Cody and everything. That's no problem. I'm just mad that Brock didn't actually wrestle on uh, a tag team match on Raw. So yeah, anyway. I mean, I think that as far as Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania goes, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Cody coming out to start, and Brock was the one that kind of you know came out and said, you know, I'll you know because and Paul Heyman slyly put in there, you go, you can team with somebody, but it's got to be somebody who you know. Mm-hmm can't you know can't wrestle for the title or has no chance at the title or something like that you know whoever it is can't is never going to have a shot at room it's like okay well let's do that and bring back that storyline and then of course i saw it coming a mile away honestly and uh you know brock just beat the crap out of cody which was which was nice to see cody get a little sympathy a little beat down and now we're going to take cody versus roman and now put cody versus brock um and Brock in sort of a heel position when Brock's been uh, a pretty big baby face for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could switch back and forth whenever they want. It just depends on who they put him up against. Um, but uh, yeah, would you he, go ahead? Go ahead. New, he's the new big show. The, the big show. Right. Yeah, That's right. So, Fit Ugly, what do you think about this? It's now it's now Cody and Brock and the, the Raw after WrestleMania. And we'll talk about backlash later. But uh, what do you think about all that? Yeah, no. So to CM Punk's point, the Raw after WrestleMania was terrible. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it I think was. We bad. all like. Yeah. It, it was probably one of the worst in like the past decade. Like that's that's kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> um, and especially for like the talent that WWE has right now, it was kind of like, what, what's going on? Anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll blame it on Vince coming back. Oh, yeah, I think Vince was, yeah, on the on the headset that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so as far as Brock and Cody, uh, I like it. I, you know, I like it. Something new, I, I, I'm here to see it. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like Brock views just kind of go the same way, but, I mean, it's always entertaining to watch Brock and somebody. True that. JT Wrestling, what do you think about that Raw after WrestleMania? What do you think about Brock and Cody? Um, I think it's a, a good match. Um, surprised to find out that Cody's much younger than Brock, but yeah, I was just looking up facts just for myself. Yeah, that's true. I think Brock's in his mid forties, and uh, Cody's probably if he hasn't turned forty yet, he's going to shortly. So it's I about think he's in like his mid to late thirties. Yeah. yeah. So. But uh, yeah, so JT thinks it's a good match. Uh, yeah, and, and we're going to figure it out at Backlash. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but this all leads into the tangent that I know we're going we're to talk about. I just want to get that, that piece of business out of the way first. And, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all this, because I feel like we're going to about, about to have a war. Um, you know, so this is uh, Robbie Page. You know, this is a great podcast for you to be on, by the way, in segment two, because this is a conversation that's just going to blow up, you know, talking about blowing up. Um, all right. There is going to be a new WWE World Heavyweight Championship crowned at Night of Champions on May 27th because Triple H said Roman Reigns is a slacker, basically, and people need a champion that they can count on and that'll work and everything like that. And the announcement was great, and it sounded like it had great potential until he lifted up that veil where the camera wasn't even pointing during the the, the promo, and then he pulled up that 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 new title that I'm going to have to get a replica for. Um, <laughs> so that's not the main reason, but I, I'm going to just let you guys go at it. Uh, CM, why don't you go first? Oh, me, you're going, I'm going, going yeah, you're going first. I, I, I get, to, I get to, uh, I get to crack open the can. You get All the right. honors brother. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that happened on uh Monday night raw is um, a thing that yeah. happened. Uh, you know, let, let, let's get let's get the big thing out of the way first. The belt, eh? It is what it is. The title, the look of it. It's a it to me. It's a it's the the big gold belt combined with the new trademark belt. You know, the WWE trademark belt. So, um, okay. Like I wish I wish they'd get rid of the WWE out of the middle and make more about the World Heavyweight Champion. Um, but anyway, that's that. Yeah, I didn't even see the it, word heavyweight on there, by the way. Yeah, I, it, it, I think it's in there. I think if you hold it against the light the right way and, it, you know, <laughs> and, and at three o'clock in the morning when you've had a couple to drink and stuff. So. Fair, fair. OK, but man, dude, the biggest takeaway I had of that is Triple H burying Roman Reigns. in that. yeah, program. what what the what? <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing out. That's all I didn't I'm, we just five minutes ago talk about WrestleMania showing that Roman is still the guy. Roman's taking the company into the net. You know, Roman won the title. You know, granted, he had five people helping him. It didn't matter. He won the main event at WrestleMania. And Triple H, who is your obvious head of creative, coming out and just lighting a bomb under Roman Reigns. Like, what do we get out of that? We're never, I don't want Triple H versus Roman Reigns again. 
because it can't happen because Triple H is pretty much retired and whatever. But seriously, CM Funk, what the heck? I I, I wish I knew. Like, why? Why? As, I mean, I'm, is I'm it dumbfounded. Just, like, <laughs> is it just the fact that it, it that's what people? You know, maybe that was a social media clamoring. I know you don't know about that, but maybe maybe that was a clamoring after. WrestleMania that, oh, man, we wanted Cody to win and, you know, Roman's our guy and, and all this stuff. Because even even on the press conference, the press junket, after WrestleMania, Triple H was tal- talking about how good Roman Reigns was and how, you know, <laughs> oh, man. That's the first. Okay, that's your takeaway. All right. Uh, um, I'm going to go to Fit Ugly now. I'm going to see what um, you got to say. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure if Triple H was like playing as like in character, but also behind the scenes at the same time and trying to just like play up Roman as this heel champion that's not fighting. You know what I'm saying? But it's like he's also the head of creative, so he has to come out there and talk about it. But he's also like Triple H. Obviously, we know we're not going to get a match. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. But I guess what I'm saying is I didn't know if he was just trying to feed into the heel of Reigns, you know, Um I don't understand why they just didn't bring back the big gold belt. And like, they could have made just some small additions that made it like that brought it up 20 years, but still have that same exact shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah, that's it's all not, about their marketing and that's merchandising. Yeah. That's just, again, that's right. like for me, it's another, it's another title belt to sell. Yeah. It, but it's just because it's obvious that they're trying to copy off of the big gold, whatever. Anyway, they are. <laughs> they literally got, you can put a deposit on the big gold belt like right yeah. now. Like it was yeah. this morning, WWE.com just announced it. Hey, pre- get your deposit order now. Of like, course. good God. They but what else did you, would you, other than, other than that, what else did you feel out of that? So, uh, I, I think that, you know the the criticism rate. Cause didn't Rollins say something too about he did yeah. like part timers and stuff? He did. Well, the belt was ringside the entire night. Um, yeah. So everybody took a glance at it. They were showing it before and after every commercial break, after every segment. Like the title, uh, the new title had more uh, relevance than anything happening on the show that night. Yeah. So I, you know, but I, I have a hard time because it's like. To me, Roman is not a part. Like he has time off, but he's not a part timer. He's a special attraction, right? Yeah, it, but here's yep. the thing, right? Even like whether triple, I don't know if they were shooting or not, whatever. But <laughs> Reigns, I, I, I feel like Reigns deserves to, the time away. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he put in the work. And, and let's be real, right? Let's go back 25 years to like the Attitude Era. Mm. Stone Cold Steve Austin was not defending his title on every show, right? He right. wasn't doing it every Monday. He might have been there cutting promos, he been there beer, but he promo. wasn't wrestling. He ran out there to to stun somebody, and that was it. Shawn Michaels, same thing. John Cena, you know. So it's like this idea that the champion is defending the title every every Raw. It's not true. It's never been the case, right? Yeah, I mean, a- absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. Like yeah. Yeah. the less Roman has been there, the more the fans want him there and love exactly. him. You know, and that's the whole point. Like, yeah. and and, right. and WWE signed the contract to let him be a part time. Air quotes for all those watching yeah. at home. Yeah, um, you know, like, like so, you're just like making fun of yourself in the long run. Like it, it, it was weird. It's weird, and, and and Reigns defends his title for the most part. On the pay-per-views. Right. The premium like, lives. Like, yeah. I feel like almost every pay-per-view, Reigns is usually wrestling someone, which is why he's gone through the whole roster. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, JT and, Wrestling, and, what do you yeah. think about all this? I don't think they, I think they could have done a better design, but I don't think it looks terrible. But, um, as far as uh, just Triple H kind of putting him down by saying he's smart by um, taking himself out of the title by keeping it to himself for whatever reason. I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. I I thought that was weird, too, because, like, on one hand, like, Triple H is like, like, I would have done the same thing, you know, which Triple H never did when he was champion. No, he didn't. You know, but like he's like praising him and then turns around and like talks about how, you know, nobody can be proud of him. You're, you'll be proud of this new champion and everything. This world. I was like, this promo makes no sense whatsoever. And it's just burying your top stars. Like, what the heck? So and here's here's what I'll say about this. This goes kind of along with what you were saying, CM uh, Funk. Um, so Triple H buried him with his words. And then basically, you know, Roman has the distinction of winning both brands championships and holding both brands championships for X amount of time, um, being the undisputed champion. So now when to me, when this title is introduced, he is no longer the undisputed champion, unless for some reason out night of champions, he walks out of there with that title too. I think that's what's going to happen because that I don't know if I don't know if they mentioned it, but May 27th, Night of Champions is night 1000. Oh, boy. So I think that's what happens. I think that may be the only reason why the promo went the way it did was just to have Roman come out and win that at the end of the, the night as well. And. And just walk away and say, be like, I told you so. You know, I wouldn't like, put I'm, it past him. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him because at, at this point, you know, Roman has designated himself, the, you know, and, and Paul, Paul Heyman with him, the undisputed champion. And it, it's great, you know, leader of both brands, not brand specific. But basically, you know, Triple H said Roman's going to take his titles and just go wherever he's drafted. Um, so that means. Roman's going to be the theoretically the way he's talking this whole draft, people are going to stick to one show that never happens. Or if it does, it doesn't happen for too long. Um, to me, the credibility for the championship and the credibility for the storyline and the credibility for the history of the championship, it all gets kind of skewed again, but it doesn't need to be. I don't understand because uh, if you got people on both shows that are trying to vie for the championship like the undisputed championship which is what you should be doing have them go for intercontinental u.s tag team whatever else king of the ring if they have it um but only have one champion is great when they had two champions it took away it's like oh well we're gonna have two championship match i don't think you're gonna get the quality of storyline um for championship storyline out of two different matches like this Unless creatively you really want to push one show and want push the other show. But if they're exactly the same, then it's going to get boring. And then if it's di- too different, then one's going to be better than the other. And it's internal competition. I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't. And as far as the, the way the belt looks, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's new. It's different. I'm not used to it yet. Um, but. Uh, yeah. What is Roman going to do? He's still going to carry around uh, the WWE Championship and then the SmackDown Universal Championship. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, that's what they said. He'll still keep both. Uh, 
But he's not the undisputed champion anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and like if they do get rid of one of the two, the WWE championship or the universal championship, like, like you can't get rid of the WWE championship, right? I mean, that is their That is the title. That's the title. Like from day one, that's Hulk Hogan. That's Bob Backlund. That's Bruno San Martino. Like, how do you get rid of that and keep a universal title that's only been around for what six or seven years or whatever yeah. it's been? You know, like- and, and the world heavyweight championship, like uh, Fit Ugly said, was the big gold belt. That's one that when you know WWE acquired WCW, that then they started having dual champions on. You know, not even both. Sometimes it was Raw, sometimes SmackDown, sometimes with both shows. You know, sometimes you know you had two people holding it at the same time. But even when you did like Daniel Bryan after WrestleMania 30, you know, you got one off of them pretty quick to give it back to somebody else to try to do it. But you build up this undisputed champion, this God among men, this Roman reigns. And yeah, Roman got buried with Triple H's words. And then I think it could be, could be buried now with, with the story, unless like I said, the rumor and innuendo running around today is if Roman walks out of night of champions with all of them. So, uh, you know, I, about the world, the the new world heavyweight championship. Um, mm. So when they were, when H was talking about it, even when Seth talked about it later and stuff, like the feeling I got about this championship was that they're trying to make it like the old NWA title, okay. where that was, you know, the Ric Flair, Harley Race title, where it was the workers title. You like know, the territorial they, title that uh, yeah, went around de- and they defended it everywhere they went, you know, okay. that kind of thing. Like, that's but what that's it sounded the, like. But that's the IC belt. That's right, fit ugly. Right. Exactly. Well, that, and that's kind of my point. Like, you know, what, like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I don't, you know, something's got to happen with it and on to, you know, I mean, we'll let it all play out because it's going to play out. Yeah. Got no choice. <laughs> right. But I, right now, just confusion confusion it is confusing and i feel like it's grasping at straws as you said like i mean just seven or so years ago they introduced his universal title and it's like i feel like you have to phase the universal title out you you can't have three main championships going at the same time so you know and obviously the universal is the odd man out in this one but i don't understand why they didn't use reigns to phase it out and to claim the the world you know what i'm saying to bring that one in because now it's going to be weird because i feel like the Universal is going to end up fading out like that 24-7 championship. <laughs> and, and, and the nice. Universal one makes the most sense because you got the WWE Universe. You know, you got all here now together forever, whatever. You know, the, the Universal thing, even though I, did, it, I didn't make sense when we were first starting this podcast, Fit Ugly. But I like yeah. yeah, I mean, but I kind of got used to it and I kind of understood it. But then when it, then it became, uh, you know, when Roman Reigns became the undisputed and it got behind him, I was like, ah, oh, this makes, now this makes more sense. You combine the titles, have one major title, and now they're just going to go ahead and have two major titles again. Because what legitimacy does this new title hold? It has no history. It has no bearing. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, obviously, what are they going to do? They're going to have a over-the-top or a battle royal or a single elimination tournament or, you know... How do they even determine this, and how does that hold any credibility up to what Roman Reigns is doing? I want, I, mean? a, I want a Knight of Champions 16 man tournament and I'll oh. crown the champion. You like, want WrestleMania 4. I want WrestleMania 4. Go old school. <laughs> Let's do it. What about all the other champions? Did they get the fight on the show? Or no, just about this WWE? It should just be Knight of Champion. Uh, that's what they should change the name <laughs> of it. Knight of Same. World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. 
And of course, they're calling it the heavyweight championship, which kind of, you know, designates weight class. So, you know, would would Rey Mysterio, even though he's been the world heavyweight champion at 155 before, he's not a heavyweight by any means. But ah, well, he, he he's not 155 anymore either. No, well, he was. <laughs> he, he's a little bigger now. <laughs> he's, he, he is <laughs> all all respect to Rey Mysterio, the Hall of Famer. Um, but. Okay, so yeah, that's that's obviously where we were going with the tangent, everybody. Uh, this new world heavyweight championship. Um, let's uh, kind of change gears a little bit uh, and talk about um, AEW just a little bit because um, I know CM Funk has been watching a little bit of AEW. So have I. Um, they're kind of changing the game a little bit. They're putting some of their younger guys up front. Um, the pillars as they were, um, but they're having uh, some of the veteran guys, let's call them that, staying Arn Anderson, uh, even Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal. They're all helping these other guys move forward. Um, and, uh, you know, I, first of all, uh, Fit Ugly. Uh, well, let's it's JT Wrestling. You've been watching any AEW at all? I have not lately. That's okay. You you can always watch. It's always on TV, <laughs> always on YouTube, and you can always chime in. Um, but uh, Fit Ugly, you seen any of it? I have not. I mean, I've seen clips, but I've not been watching any like four episodes. I, I'm not really sure about the storylines going on. Okay. All right. Well, CM Funk, well, you you want to bring us up to speed? You got the AEW uh, lowdown for us? Uh, I don't know if I have the lowdown, but um, I, I you know a few podcasts ago it might have been back beginning of the year and all, I think we were talked about AEW a little bit and mm. talked about how it had just kind of gotten like just stale and boring yeah, dry. Just didn't mm-hmm. like there was anything yeah like exciting and then man just it wasn't maybe a month after that we you know when we talked about that that they um they they put a shot of life back into it and all by uh introducing the the four pillars is the main um focus for the uh AEW title you know with uh with darby and uh jungle boy jack perry thank you jr for getting his name changed and uh and um mm-hmm. uh who's the other one sammy, sammy guevara. guevara gosh almost forgot you know along with of course mjf so i mean it's yeah. it's definitely the shot in the arm AEW needed and i think it is it has definitely made it must watch again for me um i'll be honest i really started kind of tuning out for a while there so um you know so so i was glad to see that happen and it, it needed that refresher like we've all seen moxley we've all seen jericho you know we've all seen uh brian danielson um you know like all right we get it they're great you know they're all-time greats and all, all that but they don't need to be you know rick flair you know 16-time champion and john cena 16-time champion we got tons of young hungry you know up-and-comers that are the future of the business like give them their shot that's what AEW is supposed to be about so it's good to see it is good to see and um i i will uh give a shout out to el hijo del vikingo or whatever his name is i can't uh pronounce that but uh he's had two matches on television one on rampage was pretty good the one on dynamite against kenny omega was just the best thing i've ever seen um if, if you if you all haven't seen this um bit fit ugly and jt wrestling look up kenny omega versus el hijo del vikingo um for aew and you're gonna see something that's absolutely incredible I think that's yeah awesome. he, yeah yeah he, he killed himself about three times in that match and yeah kept going. it was amazing sure so. did and sure. um i 
think I just read where uh, the two of them, Omega and Vikingo, are um, going to have a um, match for the AAA Mega Championship, and all which um, Omega forfeited to um, El Hio a um, couple years ago. And ah. also, actually, kind of a rematch or the actual title match that never happened. And all. I think it's going to, it may end up being an AEW that they do it. So, so be on the lookout. Part two is coming. Part two is coming. Yeah, lots of things happening. Jeff so, Hardy has made his return to uh, AEW, by the way, his his 15th return of his career. Um, it might be the last one. I'm sorry. Somebody was about to say something. Yeah, You said who made their return? Jeff Hardy. Oh, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that. Um, yeah. yeah, they're going to have another uh, ultimate deletion <laughs> match at the Hardy compound. Yeah. Just one of these, pre- um, you know, uh, pre-produced, pre-taped things, which uh, should be fun to watch. But uh, they don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. But. Before we run out of time, can we talk real quick CM Punk? So I'm hearing that yes. CM Punk is coming back to AEW. Is that correct? So the rumor and innuendo that I heard um, was, first of all, that there's going to be a new AEW show revealed. And uh, the first show is probably going to be in Chicago. Uh, and they probably want to sell it out. And CM Punk, not to be confused with CM Funk, um, was slated to be doing this. I don't know how long this has been in the works or whatever the case may be. But the last thing that I heard that I said on this podcast earlier was uh, WWE Monday Night Raw was in Chicago, Illinois, Allstate Arena last night, and CM Punk was actually backstage. Uh, I read this at a lot of different sources, um, saying hello to a lot of different people because he still knows a lot of people in Chicago and it's his hometown and whatever. And, um, you know, apparently uh, he even had words with Triple H, who that that was a big, uh, you know, thing at the end of CM Punk's WWE run where they were at each other's throats. Uh, but apparently the thing I heard was Vince uh, got word of it. I don't know if he was in the building or not, but Vince basically said, you know, he needs to get out because he's under contract with AEW, so he can't be here, um, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, so this is what I heard. But as far as the comeback, uh, CM Punk, do you have more information or other information? Well, so a little breaking news here. Breaking. Um, um, it does look like Punk is going to be there for sh- the Chicago, the new show and everything. Mm. Now, originally, I was contacted, but they didn't want me to get a bigger pop than Punk. So, <laughs> you know, but um, no, in all seriousness, I, I've heard the same thing, you know, so I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out and see what they do with this new show. Like, is it going to be? Like Raw and SmackDown, where they're separate, again, air quotes for those watching at home, um, separate, you know, shows and separate rosters or whatever. But, you know, it, it I mean, because you got to keep, I would imagine you got to keep the Bucks and CM Punk apart, right? Yeah, you yeah. got to keep the elite, all of them pretty much, and CM Punk apart. <laughs> I would think. Uh, I don't know, man. That yeah, if you if you go on, you know, on, on drop all those F-bombs at a press junket after a match, and, uh, you know, and you, I, I don't know how he can still be doing what he's doing, but that that's all right. Um, JT Wrestling, what do you think about CM Punk coming back again? Um, not, I did watch, I did start watching when he was back. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy when he's on. Um, I didn't see the press conference that everyone's talking about, but I mean, check it out on YouTube. CM Punk press conference. Can't miss it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll check it out. But um, no, I, I mean, I'm fine with him coming back. 
Okay. Fair I, enough. Here's the thing. You know, Hulk comes think? back. Does he have to come back a heel now? I mean, because he can't come back a face, right? After the press conference. I don't know, man. I I think he comes back to a pop because it's he's been gone for a little while and he's taboo. So? Okay. I, I don't know if he's a face, but he comes back to a pop. You know, I mean, what he what he does with that pop, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a face night one if it's in Chicago. You know, yeah. Okay, true that, that, true that, true that. Yeah, they're gonna, they yeah, they need to go. sell out the building, so they're gonna go. they're gonna promote that this time. There you go. Okay, true that. But after that, who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, like if, it, I, I, this is me personally. I don't think AEW needs Punk. How do you guys feel? Like, how vital is he to AEW? You know, I I get CM it. They're trying to sell out a large stadium, so they want him for this. You know. Uh, well, but, I think I, they want. Uh, they they got this big show coming up in Wembley at the end of the summer, so I think they're yeah. going to need all their superstars on hand, like the biggest name superstars they got, um, to fill that place up. And I think CM Punk was saying this earlier. Um, do we need Punk? In AEW, I don't know because unless he's going to help elevate these younger talent, but Punk already helped elevate MJF um, in the feud that they had. I don't know how much further that they he can go with this or that. I don't know. CM. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like Punk. The only reason he's there is for ratings and uh, and to sell tickets at the big shows and stuff. Like, because you're right. I mean, he's not. He's not going to put anybody over at this point. Um, and, and is it really putting anybody over if you beat CM Punk anymore? Like, right. Okay. So all um, he's going to do is trash you in the press junket anyway, and be like, "Oh, it doesn't matter." <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like it's building. Like he comes back, it will build to get him in the ring with the Bucks, Omega, somewhere way down the line at whatever their WrestleMania event ends up being all in or all out. Or See, that's what I was thinking because everybody knows the behind the scenes politics or at least is aware of it. So to have that, that's that's a natural conclusion for me, you know, to get them to squash everything behind the scenes and have them work together and make money. You know what I mean? And then, of course, stiff each other. Um, And then Punk gets injured. You know, he twists his ankle or, you know, uh, fractures a toe or some shit like that again and then he's out for six nine months again yeah i mean i think i think if they do it they'll build it so that it's the elite the three main elite people omega and the young bucks against ftr and cm punk because ftr are pretty big um cm punk supporters and big fans and stuff and vice versa too yeah so yeah and i mean and that's going to sell anywhere the the, those six guys in the ring together so you know absolutely good for them if they can do it I tell you what, this has been a great first segment. Do not go anywhere, Dirty Ugly Wrestling fans, because Robbie Page is coming up on our next segment. And gentlemen, JT and CM, a lot of lot of initials going on around here. Uh, make sure to join us back for our third segment of this podcast, which we will wrap everything up, uh, and we will uh, give a little bit of a preview of uh, Backlash, or I think they took the WrestleMania Backlash out of it, thank God, because that, that name sucks. Um, it's not WrestleMania, it's Backlash. So anyway, uh, but um, anyway, fit ugly. Uh, do what do we need to wrap this up? Are we cool? You know, you got any last words about this segment here on segment on issue one fifteen of the Dirty Ugly? Uh, no, no, I think we got uh, a good deal out out the way there. So I think we're ready for uh, the backlash. I gotta find another replica title. Damn it. Anyway, um, moving on. Hey, uh, so gentlemen, join us uh, a little bit later. And everybody listening, uh, hold on and just listen to this musical interlude. And when we come back, Robbie Page is going to join us on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Stay tuned! Ooh, maybe it's just some-
And we're back yeah. on the dirty. Thank you. Every time I, I should know after seven years on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And this is and you're fit. You're still fit. I mean, the last time we had WrestleMania, you were still fit. We had a cheat day, but it was WrestleMania. So that's what happens. All right. Well, this is what we talked about in segment one. We had a very special guest coming on in segment two. He is here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to try to give the best intro that I can because I, I am a ring announcer. Um, but you know, I don't have all the particulars, but I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, he he's been he's been a student and instructor of Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. He's a brand ambassador, Mountaineer brand. He's a youth soccer coach. Uh, he he, the, the most important thing is this guy is a professional wrestler. He's a trainer. He's a teacher. He's a good worker. He's a good friend. He's a good hand. He, he's just good, man. He's all around good. And he's also wild because he's the wild man, Robbie Page. Robbie, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. What's going on, guys? How did I do? Was that all right for you? Yeah, that, that was awesome. You put them over pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's all. That's what I'm about to do is I'm, I'm putting people over. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you. You know, we, we got you on the podcast. I know I had worked with you a while back. I think it was EWA Pro Wrestling in, in Maryland. And uh, you, you gave a seminar and we worked with you on the show. And it was, it was great. And uh, I just want to just glad to get you on the show so you can kind of talk about what you're doing now and where you've been um so tell us a little bit about yourself tell us the dirty ugly wrestling listeners who robbie page the wild man is the wild man robbie page uh well i've been let's say i'm one year away from being in this business for 20 years damn wow, wow. you know i started in may of 2004 Mm. It's when I started training down at the House of Pain, the uh, Neil Superior Training Center yeah, yeah. In, Hager- in Hagerstown, Maryland, man. Mm. Yep. And I've had at least, uh, I know, at least 2,000 matches. Mm. Um, and going further into that, who Robbie Page is, is uh, I'm, I'm just a hard worker, man. I'm, I'm loyal. I, I've, I've helped. Uh, Many, many of workers out on the scene today. I've helped many promotions and, you know, I just, I like being a part of not just in the ring, but I like being a part of the whole mix. You know, I like, and I've learned over the almost 20 years, a little bit about every aspect of the rest of the wrestling business. And I mean, that's what you you need, you know, you, the more you learn, the the better chances of being involved in things other than, you know, if you get injured, you still might be able to help out backstage or, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what I've tried to do my whole career, but I've kind of laid back a little bit the last two years, just kind of a lot of stuff have happened in my life and been going through a lot of trials and tribulations and just, you know, every uh, human being, you know, issues that people go through, you know, and uh, um, injuries and stuff like that. I just, I kind of put wrestling kind of on the back burner and uh, I I still kind of, I'm still wrestling, but not like I was, you know, I kind of like took a step back, kind of let my body uh, heal on its own and, and focus more on my, my job and, and, and family and stuff like that. And slowly, you know, it's not that I don't want more bookings and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm kind of looking more at, 
you know, I just weigh my options more nowadays and, and I kind of rather go somewhere to travel than be local, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. You want to get out there, expand the horizons. I understand that. And Fit Ugly, I know you understand as far as being being a veteran in the business, you got to take a step away. You got to do, you got to do you, man. You got to do what's right for yourself, Fit Ugly. Absolutely. And Robbie, you bring up, you being in the business for so many years, I'm just curious because you, you've been in it for a while. So you've seen so many things. How to you has the wrestling business evolved in the past 20 years, whether it be in the ring, outside of the ring, like, what have you seen throughout this journey? I've definitely seen it evolve. And, you know, I, I was I was trained more old school, but I was trained old school at the time of when things were starting to get a little bit more, uh, you know, high spotty and, and stuff like that. But um, I've definitely seen how the traditional style has almost died in the wrestling business. And like, um, I like a little bit of the traditional, but some of the modern mixed with it, you know, a little too much of the old school is a little, you know, old school, you know what I mean? It works, but you still got to go with the modern times and people want to see some flashiness and stuff. But as long as you make it make sense and incorporate it in the right way, it's good wrestling. It's when you overdo it and you're, you're kicking out of 16 finishers and, (laughs) you know, you make it look like, anybody in the audience can get in there and do it when, you know, like for me, for instance, you know, I blood, blood, sweat, tears trained for three and a half years just to earn the right to be able to go to town to town and, and get in the ring. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is kind of died. The, uh, you know, paying your dues in the business, you know, anybody these days can basically get a pair of boots and, know somebody and get on a show instead of putting the time and hard work and learning and experiencing things. And that that's what I believe since I've been in the business for so long, I've seen that stuff disappear and not the, the respect for the business and the respect for just the promotion that you're wrestling for. And, uh, how you, you know, you, you, you live one, two separate lives, but you got to know how to separate those and not make, uh, put up stupid videos. And that affects, you know, your wrestling side, or you do something on your wrestling side that affects your job or blah, 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 blah. You, you got to know, you got to be professional enough to know where that happy medium is. I think I'm rambling, but I, I'm, I, know, I Keep feel, going. Yeah. but I feel like I'm telling the truth though, you know, like, <laughs> no, and, and that's, uh, that's a, that's a good point though. You know, it's, it's all about, um, 
kind of how you learn and where you learn as well. Like you said, you've been, you know, you did this back in, you know, uh, May 2004 and back then, um, as far as uh, on the independent scene anyway, I mean, there was, you know, WWE kind of had a monopoly on, you know, everything. There wasn't really ECW or uh, there wasn't uh, WCW, there was Ring of Honor, but it was, it's hard to find the right place and the right people to teach you. And House of Pain definitely, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they, they do old school, you know, they try to teach you the way um the, the way that you need to respect the business and it and it comes out it shows whether you're in the locker room whether you're in, in the ring or working or you know setting up chairs or you know whatever you're doing uh it, it will come out and some of those people that you know might just get those boots and think that they can do this uh it's going to come out and you know those people won't be around as long as say you you know because you you got that base you know you take you know take take some time away from for yourself you're doing things on your own but you're also you still got that old school mentality of you know where i want to go i want to i want to you know i want to put my put my effort in and- yeah wherever wherever i'm wrestling i'm putting my 110 percent in um and you know it's when it's local you know i do even more you know i'm set i'm getting sponsors i'm selling tickets i'm hanging flyers and i'm doing anything and everything trying to get asses in the seats and and that's everybody's job absolutely yeah and and i'm doing and what i found and, and part of the reason why i'm not wrestling in west virginia right now is because what i found out is when you do more for the promoter than the promoter does they take advantage of you and then they use you. And then when they get what they want, they disregard you and act like you. And that's what I'm tired of in this business, man. I, I love it, but so many politics and bullshit and people with egos that, you know, yeah, you might run the promotion and all that stuff, but yeah, I've been in the business for 20 years too. And I've ran a promotion. I've booked for people. I have, done this and done that so i know what what can draw a crowd and i have done it for several people and what irritates me is when you start selling tickets and getting asses in the seats and you start making money for these promoters they you you're like okay i've done my part now cut me a little extra in my envelope and what happens is for some reason you're not being booked anymore and this and that. And and I found that I don't want to put up with that kind of shit anymore, you know, because I feel like I am I'm worth every penny that I asked for to wrestle on someone's show or because I've put the time in. And I know, Mikey, I know you have seen me wrestle many times in video and, and I can hang with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. And I have proven it time and time again. So these the the time of me like oh yeah you know drive four hours for 40 bucks and and all that shit is over you know what i mean like i i put i'll put on one of the best or try to steal the show every time i'm on the show Mm -hmm. and if not that means other people stepped up their game and that means the show was probably a damn good show I tell you, that's uh, th- this is the heart of it right here. You want to talk about uh, and, and fit ugly. You like this behind the scenes and behind the curtain and the politics and stuff like that. So we're getting we're getting some truth laid on us right now. We're getting some knowledge. 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, and I hope it does turn around, you know, not only for you, but for everybody. And Fit Ugly, I know you know what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously, we've had a lot of independent wrestlers on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, you, you hear the same thing. And, and I think that as we talk about the evolution of the business, this is one thing that, you know, it has to evolve to, you know, for the bettering of the wrestlers. Yeah, it should be for the the betterment of the wrestlers, the betterment of the promotion, uh, yep. you know, the community that you're in. I yeah. mean, that's it. It all yeah. tells it. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it and 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 that's what. And I'm not. I won't drop names or mention the promotion or anything, but because I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to dig up and start shit because this was a few years ago. But I didn't wrestle for any other promotion except for this one promotion. I put my everything into it there. They were drawing maybe 60 people when I started putting my, my gung ho-ness into this. Okay. And then I ended up getting three sponsors started selling anywhere between 50 and 70 tickets, every single show to the point where he was able to run multiple times a month okay and then because of me teaching karate and uh soccer and all that in my local town i have a lot of connections and a lot of things that i've done for a lot of people and a lot of other promotions that i've done stuff for so i was able to take that and talk to the local television station and was able to get this promoter a year deal for television first time ever in this area that someone had got a a, 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 a contract for a television deal on an independent wrestling level okay and we would film uh every show that we did and then we would break it down into episodes and then the tv station would edit it and then they would they, we had a whole intro and all that stuff and everything, sponsors and stuff. And it all built up to we had a live, as it was happening on TV while it was happening, live show. First time ever in this tri-state area in uh, ever, ever. And shortly after that, because of the popularity and the, the, the crowd growing to 200 plus now this guy didn't need me anymore and found some ridiculous reason to to get me to drop the belt with no storyline no rhyme or reason just one night i'm champion for eight months and then i'm just dropping it to another baby face that made no fucking sense at all and and I knew shit was going on because there was little tidbits of things happening leading up to this. And after that night, and I did the the professional thing and dropped the belt, didn't make a scene. But this guy tried to accuse me of something that I would never do, especially for some place that I've just spent a year dedicating my life to doing this for. And this guy basically got rid of me however he could. And, you know, and now still running shows, still doing this, still doing that. 
And it's like I never did anything to help or I don't get any respect or credit. And that is part of the reason why, you know, when you're in this business, you love it for one reason and you hate it for another. And that is one of the reasons why, you know, that I get disgruntled and stuff like that nowadays. I hear you, man. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is truth being told. This is, this is passionate, you know, and you're passionate about it. You care and we can definitely tell. Um, now I'm going to, I'm going to change the gear just a little bit. Cause I want to, I want to hear, uh, and I know fit ugly, you know, got some questions for you as well, but um, this is, uh, this is some quick fire stuff for you. All right, um, all right. So I want to know, and th- this is just my, my favorite question for any wrestler uh, who's especially been in the business a long time. What, what's your inspiration? Like, you know, back in, you know, May, 2004, when you started training for the business, you know, what got you in, what got you inspired to do it in the first place? Who, who were you watching? What was, who was, who was the deal? Well, growing up, I was always a wrestling fan, but I was big into martial arts. Okay. okay? So once I got to about 14, I started, you know, when the internet started, you know, first started coming around, there was a such thing as called tape trading. Mm. All right. Yeah. Me and my buddies would trade tapes from all over the world. And I had over 500 some different tapes and I would study. And then that's when I kind of like started picking apart who I liked and how I would mold myself because of being in martial arts and wrestling in high school and stuff like that. I kind of, my, my, I molded in my older years towards like Ricky Steamboat and Rob Van Dam and the great Muda and guys like, um, Taz with like the different suplexes and Davy boy Smith. And, and it kind of just like took a little bit from all of that and kind of, put it to with what I knew with my martial arts and stuff and kind of come up with like the style that I kind of call like the high impact, um, you know, in your face, like, you know, and I can go like technical, I can go high fly and I can, I can pretty much all around versatile, you know, and that's kind of more like who I molded to. That's awesome. I don't know if that answers your question. It but. does. No, that's a great detailed answer. No, I like that. Fit Ugly, you got, I know you got at least one. I know you got one question, but you probably got more. But. Yeah, Robbie. So I always like to ask, uh, you know, the pro wrestlers this. What did it feel like taking your first bump? Uh, well, at the House of Pain, it was pretty brutal because their training ring was wood, mm. wooden. It had steel beams, but a wood frame. And so it, it was really stiff. And, um, but after about three, four weeks of doing it four or five days a week, it was like just second nature, but your body's sore for, for a long time. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you get, I mean, you start you start getting used to it, so it's not like you took that bump on that wood and you were like, "Nah, man, this ain't for me." You were like, nah, "I'm gonna do it again," and you kept doing it, and you, yep. yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah, you, not you everybody fight can do through, that. You fight through the pain because if you can't fight through the pain, then you're not. You shouldn't be there. That's right. 
you know, you got to learn how to take that before you, I mean, that's the first step. Uh, you got to feel your body's got to be able to take to it. And it sounds like you did and you're still, you know, still doing it. Even in this, uh, you know, kind of taking a back seat, but you're still doing it after all this time. How are you feeling physically at this point? Um, as um, far as your body is concerned? Well, I go to the chiropractor probably once a week okay, and that, that helps a lot, but over, after wrestling so for so long and you know i've taken a lot of crazy bumps you know off the top of steel cages and been hip tossed off ladders and you know and that was in my younger years you know but it you feel it in your later years so i mean i'm, I'm probably not ever going to be like a hundred and ten percent 20 year old feeling wild man but if I've been kind of taking it kind of easy. So when I do get in the ring, I am able to give 110% because I feel like if I did it like I did, you know, or if I had the WWE schedule, I don't think my body would be able to do it just because of all the matches and all, all the training and everything that I've put my body through to be at the level that I'm at, right. you know? Wow. Uh, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense that, and, uh, you know, the schedule would be obviously a big different thing. Um, if the schedule was different, but you're, you're doing your own schedule at this point in time, basically you're, you're doing what you do. And and speaking of, um, doing what you do, uh, I want to go into, I was looking at your, some of your recent social media and I'm thinking that, you know, if it was in March and April of this year, hopefully these are not some folks that, uh, you know, you're on the outs with or whatever HWF, Honorary Wrestling Federation, May 13th. You're on the flyer. You're on the poster. You're sharing the stuff on social. Um, is that uh, is that something you want to get into a little bit? Maybe yeah. promote that show or promote that? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, man. Um, um, th- this is a, a, a league that's been around for a little bit, but they just started picking up fire, man. Like, um, I got to give uh, props to uh, Matt and Trisha. Trista Silks, that's who runs the company. And uh, they have put a lot of time, a lot of effort. They have done all the right things. They've got a building. They've got a fan base. They've got sponsors. They've got, you know, they're doing everything that an independent promotion should do if they're trying to grow. And they are the the locker room is outstanding everybody gets along there's a lot of respect there for especially guys like me you know some of the guys never met me before but they have heard of me and and instead of being uh some of these youngins that don't show any respect they come up and they shake my hand and they introduce themselves and that's how the business should be you know and and uh i really like it there it's all the way it's it's about a two and a half hour drive for me up to lewistown pennsylvania um they do a show right now they're doing a show every other month because uh the promoter is actually involved with another promotion a little bit further north called uh ncw and uh so he's got his hands full right now and uh but he's got he's been talking about big plans for HWF and, and starting to do monthly shows probably after this year, if everything continues to grow like it has been. 
Um, and on back in December, um, I won the opportunity to face the extreme heavyweight champion. And at that time, it was like it was like kind of like their hardcore title, but being extreme doesn't necessarily mean you have to be hardcore, in my right. opinion. You know, and and if you want to get extreme is when you slap me in the chest and the adrenaline pumps and my veins start pumping and then I get really intense. That's extreme to me, you know. So like so anyway, I ended up winning the title and uh I had my first title defense uh last month and this month I'm going into uh my second title defense in on May thirteenth and then uh but I un knowing who my opponent is at this time. So that right now is kind of like, you know, got me antsy trying to figure out who my opponent might be because I like to, uh, you know, if I can find out in advance, I going back to before I got into business, I like to study tape and I like to know what I'm preparing myself for or getting myself into, you know, uh, especially, uh, last year, I had a big feud with uh, Laszlo Arpad at SWA, and that's a dude you really can't prepare for. It right. don't matter what you do. That son of a bitch is huge. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, you know, I've, I haven't been manhandled too much in my life, but when, when a dude grabs you under your arm and can throw you from one corner to the other, um, yeah, that's somebody that you gotta you gotta have your you gotta be on your game that day, you know. So, but that's what I'm getting to. You know, there's there's guys in this business that put the time in, and there's guys that don't. And Laszlo is one of those guys, man. He is he is a great worker. I agree, hundred percent. I got to work with him a couple times myself, and he is he is awesome. You mentioned SWA. I'm looking on your social media as well. It looks like back in uh, in the end part of March, it looks like you uh, won their heavyweight championship. Um, and are you still uh, their champion? You still affiliated with them? Still going to be uh, doing yep. things? With, what's that? Yes, yes, sir. We, Go uh, ahead. Um, yeah, I uh, was uh, having this. Uh, ongoing thing with King Kalua. I'm pretty sure you've heard of him. I love him. I've worked with him several <laughs> times in Pennsylvania. That guy, I, he's so fun. I love him. He, he, he's like, in my opinion, he's one of the pillars on the independent scene. I mean, that dude's been around since the eighties, since yeah. the, he, since the heyday of the business, he was there. He's experienced it all. He's wrestled them all. And it don't matter. That dude is, 60 some years old and better shaped than some of the 20 year olds that I share a locker room with. Yep. And, and that's not me joshing that that's the 100% truth. That I'll, dude, I'll back you up on that. Absolutely true. And that dude is, and it don't matter. I've been in this business, like I said, almost 20 years and the last three months that I've been working with him, I've learned more, more stuff. You know, you, you never stop learning, especially when you when you're working with a guy like that i mean what i mean that dude there's nothing that dude hasn't can't teach you or tell you or give you a a point or advice or whatever because he has seen it and done it all and if and if there's anybody that doesn't show that dude respect 
or shake that dude's hand in the locker room should be told to take their bags and go to hell home, in my opinion, because that's how much respect I have for King Kahlua. But, um, but anyway, he's also a dastardly dude, you know, <laughs> he, when, when, when he's got that strap around his waist, he'll do whatever it takes to keep it. And back in December, <coughs> uh, the referee goes down and I'm checking on the ref and I turn around and get a f- face full of powder and, uh, which set set it up and got me an opportunity at a rematch back in March. And I uh, foiled his plans and he tried to do the same thing again, you know, fool me once, but you ain't fooling me twice. And, <laughs> and his plans backfired on him and I walked away with the, the title. So uh, championship strap title, whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> um but uh, on June 10th, I'll make my first uh, defense against Tony Mako. I'm sure you guys know. Tony Mako, heck yeah. Yeah, Tony Mako. I love Tony. Friend, friend of the podcast. That's right, friend of the podcast. Just like so, TJ Sykes, just like uh, Sickened. You know, Nick, love the Riot City guy. Like all these guys that work up and down with you guys. So June 10th, yeah. that's my birthday. That's all right. Man, um, you should come out to the show and celebrate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Should TJ celebrate will be that there, way. Sickened will be there. All the guys you just mentioned will be there. <laughs> and you'll be there. So definitely follow Wildman Robbie Page. You can find him at Robbie Page on Facebook. You can find him Wildman Robbie Page on Instagram. And you know, when we're putting this podcast up, I'm going to be tagging you so you can share it and uh, you know, promote SWA, promote HWF, and also promote your passion and respect for the business. Again, you didn't throw anybody under the bus. You didn't name names, I'm sure. You know, everybody knows who, you know they're talking about of themselves, but you know what? Uh, I'm all about shaking hands. I'm all about respect. I'm all about giving it as well as receiving it. And I think if there's something you should learn in this business, whether you put boots on for the first time or you're training for however long you gotta always, always, uh, you know, give and receive the respect. Give. I was always told, you know, uh, Respect is not given, it's earned. Earned, yes, right. That's how you get it is you earn it. Correct. You're absolutely right. And um, this has been great. We're wrapping down. I don't want us to cut off here, but uh, I want to just say thank you, Robbie, for joining us. I hope you will join us again. Sure, thank um, you. Yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. And uh, certainly, I'd like to come. I'd like to get back down there at EWA, man. It's been a while since I've been down there, but I, I don't know. Uh, who really to contact anymore because uh, I've heard so many like well, <laughs> I can know? hit you up off I can hit you up offline and give you give you a couple names of the people that I know have the pencil and uh you know are doing the booking and things like that so yeah I mean EWA is is growing they're they're mo- they're doing a lot of different uh performance spaces now and they're getting around so yeah and uh I want to I want to thank you again for joining us and and sharing a little bit of your story fit ugly you got uh, some last comments for the Robbie here Oh no! I thank you, Robbie, for coming on, man. It's been great. Yeah, man. And we can't wait to have you back on. 
That's right. You want to talk about the wild man. And next time you, you come on, we'll get a little bit more into your uh, martial arts background into the Kung yeah, Fu. Man. We'll, we'll save that for next time. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, this is concerned. Do not go anywhere because we've got one more segment to come. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of other things, wrapping up this uh, episode 115. And find them. HWF, SWA, Wildman, Robbie Page. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Yeah, guys. All right, man. Take care. And we're back on yeah. the dirt. Yes, on the dirty, <laughs> ugly wrestling podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And we are joined once again by the one and only CM Funk. Welcome back. Oh, thank you guys. And oh, it was wonderful to hear Robbie on that last segment. Great, I'll tell great you. interview. Great interview. Yeah, it was a great interview. It got a little dirty. It got a little ugly. But, you know, hey, that's what we're here for. It's not just a clever name. Um, you know, but he all, it's all he about the wild man definitely was the wild man, you know, talked about respect, talked about uh, HWF and SWA and championships and everything and talked about some of our uh, old school colleagues, you know, TJ Sykes. We all know him and uh, just old, just definitely uh, old friends, old school colleagues. So great. I'm glad you enjoy it, CM Funk. I know you were really involved there. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was wonderful to listen to. So. <laughs> you were so entranced in it that, I mean, we, we couldn't even hear you. You didn't say a word. Uh, I just sat back and listened, you know. That's what it's all about. And uh, welcome back, the one and only, it says Jason Justin Tucker, but we know him now as JT Wrestling. JT, welcome back. Thanks. Hey, there he is. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, let me just, uh, I'm just taking a quick eye at the Orioles game. It looks like, uh, oh, we're losing pretty bad. It looks like, I think it's seven to nothing. That's not good. Yeah, we might not come back on that one. Um, <clears throat> that's okay. You know, the Orioles are doing real well and uh, got to get knocked off the pedestal to come back up again. That's what, that's what Chumba Wumba said one time. Um, all right. So, yeah, Wildman Robbie Page. That was good. So, we're back. We're going to do a little uh, tie-up here on episode 115. Appreciate all the listeners for hanging around. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, everywhere that we got it. Um, so, we're, we're going to have another podcast probably in the end of May, around Memorial Day-ish, uh, shortly before after that. Uh, we will have uh, my boy Chris, Christopher Eaton, Chris Eaton, Grimlock, as uh, some of us know him. Uh, there's another uh, wrestling organization starting up, and there's a lot of cool things happening there. So we'll be talking to him next month. Uh, but right now, let's talk about WrestleMania <clears throat> Backlash. No, I, I, I coughed because WrestleMania doesn't belong in there. Um Talk about backlash. Uh, a couple matches have been signed. Uh, this is happening on May sixth on a Saturday night premium live event from Puerto Rico, and it just so happens that the WWE is really enjoying going to these specific overseas places and featuring those people on those premium live events. Y'all noticing that? Yes, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Pretty. Who are, you who are you talking about? <laughs> who? Who? Yeah. Um, well, you know, when they went to clash at the castle, Drew McIntyre, who we, by the way, haven't seen in a quite a while. So that that's okay. Uh, you know, they featured him. Well, and I think he's having a, like contract contractual disputes right now. Uh, his contract is coming up and I, I don't think they've really come to an agreement. Um, okay. it sounds like he wants more money. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you know, he, he did work all the way through the pandemic and he hasn't really had a 
break for a while and he, he's good you know he's, he's very good and he can he can fit into any storyline at any time but uh i think you know him and seamus and um the gunther thank you gunther i couldn't i was gonna say walter but that's not right um at wrestlemania tore it up and uh i think they can still go places with I, that i i heard drew was also uh suffering um had an injury that he's had for some time that he's oh okay is it gunther related no no this was prior to that so he worked hurt he's been oh. working hurt well that, that should be about, another thing about his contract he works hurt so that's good yeah i, I, I say i heard the contract thing too so mm. well we'll see we'll see but then, the point is when they go to these uh places you know they go to canada they feature Sami Zayn, uh you know and now they're going to puerto rico and they're featuring uh, a lot of people including bad bunnies alina vega um <clears throat> pardon me uh and uh, of course uh you know, at uh, the Rey Mysterio, I thought Rey Mysterio was in this mix, but I haven't, maybe not exactly yet. But let's go over this card a little bit. Let's talk wait, about. Wait, wait. Go ahead. You, they're 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 featuring Bad Bunny. I hadn't heard about that yet. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no, I mean, I, you must have turned it, Raw off when the uh, the the title started? announcement. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned Raw off when it started. That's why I haven't heard anything about Bad Bunny. You know? Oh so. boy. Yeah, they, they only mentioned it every five minutes. They, so. they talked about it a lot. That that bad. They talked about Bad Bunny. He didn't show up until eleven o'clock. But that <laughs> and the camera on the new title belt. Uh, that was pretty much raw last night. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Bad Bunny is no longer the host of Backlash. He is now competing in Backlash in a San Juan street fight, apparently, against Damian Priest. So these two, who were tag team partners at WrestleMania thirty. Uh, seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. WrestleMania a couple years ago. Now they're facing each other. Uh, let the, well, I, I, listen. Go I, ahead. I just feel like I trust Logan Paul in the singles match. Now you know. Um, he gets in singles. I'm good. Bad Bunny in a singles match. Uh, I'm not so sure. Um, okay. You know, he, did, he did good in the tag team match. You know, back at 37. Um, but. Yeah, the singles, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously, Priest is going to push this thing along, but, you know. And not not a knock to Priest, but he's, you know, as far as being a um, in the ring, you know, he's a relative rookie in the business, too. You know, right. he was in NXT for a little while. He came up, and he's been working with groups, you know, kind of thing for, for a while now. So, I don't know. Yeah, this is usually the kind of match that The Miz would do. Ah, Maybe he'll be well, the referee. But just to go back on Priest for a second, Priest has been around almost 20 years in the business and the independence and stuff like that. So he's well, that doesn't count. New, yeah, he's I mean, he's new to WWE and everything, but he he can he can easily hold his own. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, the, the whole reason this is a street fight is in order to have Bad Bunny in a one on one match, you know, so because so they don't have to adhere to rules and they can get away with a lot of stuff. Right. So. Yeah, and uh, no, yeah, no knock to Priest because yeah, he's been around a while. But that's kind of like what Robbie Page was talking about in the last segment. You know, being around the business for so long, the business adapting, and as far as you know him, he's he's been a hand, he's been a worker. I don't know the history of Damian Priest, but as far as WWE is concerned, you know, he hasn't been. As far as I know, he hasn't been the guy like running the show. But in this one, he'll obviously have to be. Um, but we'll see. It's a street fight, and it's going to be, you know, all about the the heel versus the face in the in the country of the face. So it, it could work out. It could it could translate well. It could be all right. But it'll be a one and done, you know, because when they leave Puerto Rico, they'll just go to the next, you know, place wherever they're at. Um, Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, that's right. Night of Champions is in Saudi Arabia. You know who's going to be the new world heavyweight champion? The modern day Maharaja Jinder Mahal. I just had to do that. I really did. Oh, Mansoor. It will be the new uh, world. Oh, no, no, not him. (laughs) Mansoor, (laughs) Mansoor. Man, uh, what about um, who's that other guy? Uh, The little guy with the hair. Um, Ali? Yeah, Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, this is going to be a, a, a show to generate all them. So there's your new champion right there. It, it's better than singing the Mike Bennett theme song, which I haven't done in a while. But I had to get the Jinder Mahal out. I really did. Um, but anyway, uh, by the way, uh, JT Wrestling, is it going to be Bad Bunny or Damian Priest? I think I know your answer, but go ahead. I'm going to go Bad Bunny. That's what I was thinking. I, I, if I had to put money on it, DraftKings or whatever it is for entertainment purposes only, that's what I was going to say. All right. So Bianca Belair still faced defending the Raw Women's Championship. Wait, wait till they make a, a, a featherweight championship for the women. I'm sorry. I, I got to get off this title thing. Be, Bianca Belair defending against Io Sky, Io Shirai, Io whatever her name is now. Uh, of course, damage control, Bailey and Dakota Kai in the corner. Do, do is there any relevance to this, or is this just fallout from the feature match at WrestleMania or whatever? Yeah, Bailey's going to cost EO a chance, and um, it's going to completely blow up damage control. They've been teasing it for a couple of weeks, so I think that that's finally where it starts to go full on, where they blow up. Fair. End damage control. Fit ugly, Bianca. What do you think? Uh, I think I don't care. But uh, <laughs> it's a bathroom match. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I, I completely agree with Sam. I can see it. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, there's yeah, no Bianca, other reason to Bianca have this like match unless it, the 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 controversy and damage control, because that's the only story. Yeah, Bianca that, that has that, no that, story. That's the only way to go because. Uh, Bianca is boring as hell. So, I mean, you got to entertain people some way. You know, I love Bianca bringing out the dancing girls and the inner city youth at WrestleMania. Now, that's a great spot. And if that's all she is at this point is a feature attraction for that kind of reason, take the title off of her. She doesn't need it. Um, and then turn her heel eventually when that stuff wears off. But, you know, she's a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think she's in too much of a political would, position right now. She would make a great heel champion. She really would. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she could have the title but be a heel champion. She She's terrible as a face. I don't know how else to say it. Like, there are some people I feel like in the industry that they are just heels. Randy Orton. Yo, the, the guy is a heel. Can Randy yeah. pull off a babyface run? Sure. Sure, but he's still being a heel while doing it. Exactly. Exactly. There are just some people built for that. Bianca Belair is a heel. She works best that way. And we were talking about this offline a little bit about NXT, NXT 2.0. When she was a heel in NXT, and I know we've talked about this before, she was great. Yeah. And they brought her up and totally changed her. JT Wrestling, what do you think? Bianca or Io? I believe um, it's going to be Bianca. Okay. So we're all pretty straight on this. Okay, pretty cool. All right. Next we have uh, the United States Championship. (laughs) Somebody said that. Triple threat match. Austin Theory, A-Town Down, defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed, who came out of nowhere to be involved in this storyline. 
Let's start with you, Fit Ugly. Uh, Anything. Yeah, this is... Once again, <laughs> See? Once again, once again man. And so, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, who cares? I, I, I'm going to just pick Austin Theory retains. It seems like they're they're fairly committed to keeping Austin Theory out there at the mm-hmm. forefront. They, they they believe in him, so I can see him retaining against all odds. I, Bobby Lashley needs to get back with MVP in her business. <laughs> he needs a mouthpiece first he, of all. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's I don't care who it is at this MVP. point. And Bronson Reed. I, like you said, where the hell did he come from? But anyway, he came he, from NXT, but he still kind of feels like he's in NXT still with the right, story. Exactly. That I don't know. Yeah, this is why I'm going to just go with Austin Theory. All right. I am too. And I'm not going to say anything except you just said it. Yeah, they gave him the rub, uh, clean win. Well, kind of clean uh, against John Cena at WrestleMania. He pinned him one, two, three. So whether it was a, you know, blow, blow or whatever. And he did beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Not too many people can say that. So. Um, CM. I actually, um, honestly, I mean, I think Theory is going to win, but I, I, I would not be shocked if Bronson Reed actually walks out of there as the champ, and they put Theory in the uh, World Heavyweight Championship picture right yeah. after that. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. I could see this. Yeah. Um, I like that idea. Let's get let's get Lawler on the phone. Let's whoever's booking. Let's do this. Um, JT. Um. I could see Bronson Reed walking out, but um, it's, I, I heard something like they might. I don't know how good it is, but they might put the new belt on Bobby Lashley somehow. That's a possibility, too. He, he definitely could be. And I think I like uh, – Part of what CM Funk said as well. I think Austin Theory can lose the title. I mean, but, you know, Bobby Lashley pinning Bronson or one or the other. So Austin Theory is not going to get pinned or submitted uh, right. one way or the other. So, all right, here's the main event that everybody's talking about. Seth freaking Rollins versus Omos. Okay. I'm, I got to definitely start with CM Funk on this one because he texted me about this when I was thinking about it too. And I'm like, I really don't have an answer for you, except you, we've got nothing for you here. Play together. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just goes back to the the whole uh, world heavyweight championship uh, thing. What the what? Like, I, I just <laughs> don't. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's go with Seth Rollins, because that's the only thing that really makes any sense in the entire world at this point with that. So, um, yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't know. I just don't understand, especially now we were talking about a big guys with a mouthpiece. They've been pushing Omos. It seems like they're pushing him, like they're setting him up to fail. Like they've made this big push with MVP being his mouthpiece all the way up to WrestleMania, wrestling Brock Lesnar in the opening match, which actually turned out to be pretty entertaining, but Brock Lesnar won, obviously. So if they do the same thing here uh, with a guy that's a hell of a lot smaller than Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, against Seth freaking Rollins. He's so over with the fans. His theme music is so over. I, you can't have him lose, obviously, unless he get. but it doesn't make any sense for him to be screwed because Omos is seven feet tall. So, I, I mean, it's just going to bury Omos even further. So I got to go with Seth freaking Rollins and, and I'm going to go with JT first and then fit ugly. So JT, who do you think? I see. Um, I see almost winning. 
just uh, to give him a push, maybe, may, maybe a completely illegal hmm. win, but he'll win anyway for whatever reason. It could be, and I, I hope it's. I hope you're. I, I know where you're coming from. I hope you're wrong, just because if Omas is seven foot tall, four hundred pounds, and needs somebody to cheat for him, um, that's just bad for him. Um, fit ugly. Is this another bathroom match? Are you going to be like double decker in at this point in time? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna go Seth on this. Uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think he'll beat Omos clean. I do think there will be some like type of whether he gets like some type of interference that gets botched and then Seth gets the other upper hand. But uh, Seth is definitely walking out of there with this win. And I'm okay with that because Seth, even in his current character. Yeah, will do anything possible to win, and it's okay if he cheats, you know, or or if he has a, a situation go his way. So I'm what, all right with that. What What about this? I'm just throwing this out there. Just something that dawned on me, based off of Seth's uh, promo about the new World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to say that in every uh, take that I have. By the way, I'm going <laughs> to mention it. Well, it was um, it was in every segment, so you might as well. Right, right. Continue. Um, so, because he really put, he really like kind of put uh, Roman down as well. What if the bloodline comes in and costs Rollins the match, mm. and that sets up Roman's next feud into say SummerSlam? You know. Since since he's never beat Seth, you know, that would be a easy main event, you know, to, to run with the two of those and an easy storyline to run with those two guys. I, you you know, and I you I said he didn't beat Seth. I thought didn't they didn't they have a few before? They did, but um but uh that was at uh what Royal Rumble, what, two years ago they, yeah. they fought? Yeah. And uh, Roman didn't didn't pin him or no. whatever, or didn't I forgot exactly how it went, but it wasn't a clean uh finish and no. stuff. So and they oh. just kind of let that go. It was kind of a one-off. Right. It was a kind one-off. Of like the Finn, Finn Balor thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. But he's never – Roman has never beat Seth. Like, Or maybe it's never, he's never pinned Seth during Right. This never pinned. Right. Like but – Especially in this current um, incarnation of Roman Reigns, uh, the undisputed – yeah, I don't want to call it yep. that anymore. But, yeah, you're right. It, 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 that could happen. I would like to see this trail off into something else, uh, especially for Seth. I think it. I think it could work. Um, all right, Rhea Ripley, the women's champion of SmackDown, taking on the one and only Puerto Rican Salina Vega, who has had absolutely nothing to do except with the LWO uh, and uh, Legado del Fantasma, which has been great. She's kind of been a um, a side piece or a valet, or you know, sometimes when they have a women's wrestler, she's been winning. But all of a sudden now she has a title shot because it's in Puerto Rico. They had a nice little backstage thing with Adam Pierce, like, "Hey, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico. Let me represent my country," and that's all you need to get a title shot against her. Apparently, so um, I'm going to go with Rhea just because there's no way Zelina Vega should beat Rhea Ripley. I don't even I don't care if it's in her home country, but Rhea. Deserves to run with this title for a while. JT, let's start with you. Rhea or Zelina? Rhea for sure. There you go. I agree with you. Fit ugly? Absolutely, Rhea. All right. CM Funk. Yeah, I mean, there's only one answer, one right answer for this, and it's uh, it's the nightmare. It's the new world Rhea. heavyweight champion. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> right. Right. The, the new world heavyweight champion. It was part champion. of that segment, too. 
Yeah. See. By the way, I, I'm I do love the LWO. I don't know whether it's main event or not. I do love that the fact that they're doing that. It's a nice merchandise push. It's a nice. Uh, it's just a nice feel to have something like that on the show. I like it. Um, I, I, I like the throwback to the LWO too. I just wish they'd actually win a match. I mean, they, they will. They'll win at least one in. Uh, will, will they? Will they though? Really? Well, I mean, Bad Bunny's not a part of LWO, even though he should be. Um, but yeah, will they? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Unless Ray gets on the show. All right. Um, right now the semi maybe they'll win the world. Maybe the LWO win the world heavyweight championship. It could the whole the whole group. The whole group sounds good. All right. Um, right now listed as the semi main event is Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in a singles match. Um. So we've, we talked about this a little bit earlier on segment one. We kind of know where they're coming from. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it turns into anything else, but let's go down the line. CM Funk, Cody Rhodes, or Brock Lesnar. Um, You know, I, I, I don't know that there's going to be a winner. I think I'm going to go with like a double DQ on this and just, just have a nonsense, you know, type finish and everything. And that okay. way they can they can extend the program to uh, to Night of Champions, so Cody and Brock both have something to do in Saudi Arabia. Okay, and because you know they're all going, everybody's going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Everybody except for the current tag team champions, I right? But the world heavyweight champion will be there. That right, Jesus. <laughs> um, well, you know the the current uh, current tag team champions could change as of this Friday night on SmackDown, so uh, there might be a strategic reason. For that, who knows? Um, fit ugly Cody Rhodes or Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I'm gonna go with CM Funk on this. I think it's gonna be some kind of guy guy that's gonna happen <laughs> and uh, result in some type of disqualification because I, I can't see either one of them losing to each other at this point, like clean. Yeah, but that would feel just that that'd be weird. I definitely don't see Cody beating Brock, although Cody needs a win, but no, you're right. And he needs a win over somebody. Uh, somebody big. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, what's the last but, thing he, but, good thing he's I, done? I can't see them using Brock as a stepping stone for Cody. Like I, I just can't see it. So it has okay. to be some kind of kibosh. Okay. I, I think Cody does beat Brock eventually. It's just not this first time out. Got so, it. Yeah. yeah. JT? I think it's going to go to about the same way. It's... One of them's going to get disqualified for something. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be Brock or Cody, but yeah, it's going to be some kind of mess and it's going to be undetermined and then they'll fight maybe on a Raw, maybe on a something else. Hmm. All right. Probably, I'm probably, gonna... probably for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cody finds a way to beat Brock um, clean. And this is the only reason my, my logic is completely backwards. Brock has been working. I want to say nonstop. It's been part-time, but it's been nonstop part-time for a couple of months. Um, I actually thought he was going to take a break after WrestleMania, but I did not realize where they were going. Um, As far as uh, Puerto Rico, I don't know about Saudi Arabia, for him, but I know Brock needs a break. I know Brock also is at the point of his career where as long as it doesn't make him look any weaker, he doesn't mind putting over, 
you know, other people. Like, there was no way he was putting Omos over at WrestleMania. But I think business-wise, he would put Cody over. And Cody would have something to hang his hat on while he goes back to either Roman or the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it, it would have to be in a way where it's not going to be, like, one finish and done. It's going to have to be, like, Brock you know, accidentally hits his head on the post or gets knocked out or, you know what I mean? Something else is going to have to figure in, not like cheating, but um, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of see Cody taking it. So we'll see. All right. Here's the six man main event. So another oddball main event match, um, which is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who may or may not be the tag team champions at that point in time. Uh, teaming up with the returning Matt Riddle against the Bloodline. No sign of Roman, but uh, Jay, Jimmy, who might be the tag team champions or might not, and Solo Sokoa, who seems to be um, getting all of their attention right now. So I will start with JT Wrestling. Uh, do you see more story coming out of this match? Do you see this as a main event, and who do you see winning? I kind of feel like... Um... I kind of feel like the Usos may not win on Friday. Okay. SmackDown, I'm all thinking, right. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe um, because they lost twice, uh, Roman might take Solo away from them. Just not huh. let them be together because they, they're embarrassing the family name or something. Okay, fair enough. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Uh, fit ugly. All right. And you said this is the six man tag. Six man tag. Wait, who's the other guys facing the uh, bloodline? It's uh, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I think those guys are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Any 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 further story or anything that I you mean, see coming out of they, this, or we just kind of wait I and mean, see. Listen, Matt Riddle's just coming back. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just won the titles at WrestleMania. I, they got to continue their win streak. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there might be a possibility down the line that the Usos get the tag champ champions <clears throat> back. Mm -hmm. But for this six-way, no, nah, they're, they're done. Okay. CM Funk? I kind of I kind of like where uh, JT uh, Wrestling was uh, going with uh, with kind of the, the solo getting pulled from the tribe by the tribal chief and all like, you know, I could see where, you know, if the Usos lost again to um, like on SmackDown to um, Owens and Zane, mm -hmm. you know, that solo may come out, but then, you know, Roman has Paul Heyman pull solo in the back and then it's three on two or something. Okay. Um, you know, it'd be kind of silly for a main event to do that at a, you know, pay-per-view or a PLE, you know, <laughs> but um, you know, but, you know, I don't see why they got to continue the story somehow. And I don't see him continuing the story with the world heavyweight championship, but <laughs> um, you know, they got to do something to, to continue that storyline. Cause it's starting the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens part is starting to get a little stale, you know, with it. So are they going to eventually, are they going to tease the split of them again? Of course. I mean, it's, Owens, it... it's Owens and Zane. <laughs> so when it finally gets stale enough to have them split and come back, you know, they'll have to have them have a match or a program of matches or whatever against each other. Um, you know, but yeah, I feel you. Okay. So I, uh, I think the bloodline wins, but 
I think uh, the solo thing is up in the air. I think Jay and Jimmy, even though they've teased dissension between them, I think they're fine. I think Heyman is siding on the side of uh, Solo and Roman at this point, especially since Jay and Jimmy have shown, I won't say weakness, but I guess in the, in the Bloodline storyline, that's kind of what it shows is weakness. Um, and then, you know, we can still have tension between Kevin and Sammy. And then Matt Riddle's just kind of like, oh, he's back. Let's stick him in this. I understand that Solo took him out like months ago, but nobody remembers that unless he mentions it. So, <clears throat> you know, that's kind of old news. But uh, now that's uh, the card so far. And do we get another, uh, do we get a Dominic and Ray rematch that has not been announced yet? Anybody? They're, they're going to save that for SummerSlam, and it's going to be a mask versus hair match. I'm going to go ride that pony until it dies. So, okay. Are, are they going to be? They're going to be at this premium live event, probably in the corner of their, uh, you know, factions and things like that, you know, for their people. But uh, no, so we get no Dominic. Or, uh, I'll tell you what, Dominic Mysterio, as we count down here to the end of a seg- segment 115. I can see, I can see Dom. I'm sorry, I can see Dominic. Trying to interfere in the priest bunny, yeah. and then having Ray come out to yeah. assist Bunny, especially yeah. since it's a street fight now. So yeah. that's cool by me. Um, so Dominic Mysterio has more heat than I mean, he's got like Vicky Guerrero heat right now. <laughs> I mean, you just say his name. I mean, they have people slowing down in promos saying his name. He's nowhere even around, and the crowd goes nuts, booing, and you can't stop him. I mean, this is like it's it's the fun thing to do in a live crowd right now is boo Dominic Mysterio, and he's got more heat, and it's the simplest storyline, and God bless him for having his dad to work with and all these other talented people because, I mean, are you guys noticing this? Isn't this good stuff? It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yes, I mean, he could be the next world heavyweight champion. I mean, it's, I, I mean, mean that, I got a police <laughs> escort to the ring for right. That's CM Punk's favorite. For spending 12 hours in prison. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> spending 12 hours in prison several months ago, but now getting an <laughs> escort to the ring. <laughs> right, he's been out for months. <laughs> they should have taken that story longer. Like he arrived in, he arrived in LA and got put in jail to get in character or to get in, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, for the match, and then just took him out like right before the match and brought him over. I mean, they could go, they, they could have gone further with that, yeah. But <laughs> what a great entrance! Uh. All right, so that's um, that's gonna be backlash. And like I said, we're gonna be we're gonna be coming back in a couple of weeks. And uh, fit ugly, you you know, you and I'll talk about the time, but it's been a great podcast today. You know, it's been a, a little bit uh, dirty and ugly with wild man Robbie Page, but he told the truth. He, he gave it real, and he also talked about some uh, some other stuff, too, so that was great. And, you know, we got to, you know, chop it up again because the last time we were all together, we were live at WrestleMania. Um, well, in, you know, the penthouse here in the mansion, um, 2.0, 3.0, whatever it is. Penthouse. Let's call it the penthouse. Um, and it was great. So I appreciate you guys. CM Funk, as always, thank you for joining us. Um Thank you. Know, can't can't wait. Next time I talk to you guys, there'll be a world heavyweight champion. So it'll be exciting. <laughs> Almost the world heavyweight champion. Because we'll be talking. I think that's on May twenty seventh on Memorial Weekend, and we might be talking the week before that. So we might be previewing the night of champion, as you as you call it, or the night of the world heavyweight champion with the big sixteen person tournament, one night only. Um, 
and and somebody's saying you know somebody's two people are going to have to get a bye and then wrestle to a no contest so somebody else gets a bye into the final um you know that mirror the whole thing at that point in time i want predictions from everybody who's going to be the new world heavyweight champion um and we'll talk about that and jt wrestling thank you for joining us and putting up that that great picture online there with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast Suite at Oriole Park at Canyon Yards. I haven't looked in a while, but it was seven to nothing. So, uh, you know, but the, the Orioles are doing great this year, and it's great to see. NFL draft is coming up. We might talk about that next time, uh, you know, see what's going on there. But JT Wrestling, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Always, always. Keep keep in touch, and, you know, we'll do more. We'll see if we can all get together for ba- Backlash. And Fit Ugly, man, we are on our way to 200. Yeah, this- <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> right. We might not get there as quickly as we did yeah. this time, but we as we'll long as about uh, 50. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 115 is good. And um yeah. I'll I'll send you some graphics and things like that. But this is great. I love talking to you guys. This is a lot of fun. Um, we get a lot of traction and we're still out there on you know Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and on MySpace and everything else that exists. So while we count down here, anybody got any final words for this? podcast cm funk world heavyweight champion that's it right there jt wrestling no i'm good <laughs> i you know he i love it he gives it and he just says you know what i'm good i love it and uh fit ugly my man yes i have i have nothing oh god you got nothing either <laughs> yeah that's all right. I always appreciate you guys. We always got something when we're talking, but you know what? This is great. Let's go enjoy the evening. Enjoy the uh, the rest of April and, and some of May. And we will be back with more next time. But thank you, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners, everybody around the world. Three, two, one, deuces. Oh, lots of deuces. <laughs>